Hello and welcome to another episode of The Thriving Metabolism, where we discuss everything that impacts your hormones and metabolism so that you can take control, repair the damage and lose weight consistently without making yourself miserable in the process. It's my mission to empower you so that you and your metabolism thrives and you never have to go to food diet misery again. I'm Louise Digby, registered nutritional therapist, weight loss expert, and founder of the Nourish Method to Lasting Fat Loss. Today, we're diving into the interesting world of metabolic flexibility, the key to unlocking your body's hidden potential. To kick things off, let's get a clear understanding of what metabolic flexibility actually is, because there's a good chance you probably haven't heard of this term before. And in simple terms, it refers to our body's ability to efficiently switch between different energy sources. So switching between carbohydrates, fats, ketones. And this metabolic adaptability is crucial for maintaining energy balance and optimizing functioning and fat burning as well. And you know, you might wonder why metabolic flexibility is so important. Well, research has shown that metabolic inflexibility can lead to various health issues, including obesity, type 2 diabetes, and cardiovascular diseases. On the other hand, individuals with better metabolic flexibility often experience enhanced athletic performance and overall well-being. So what factors influence metabolic flexibility? Let's talk about diet and nutrition. So different dietary patterns like low carb, high fat, or you know things like the keto diet can impact our metabolic flexibility. And finding the right balance of macros that suits your body is key. So when we spend, well, for the vast majority of women that I work with, many of them have spent their entire lives on some sort of diet. And most diets are based on reducing the amount of calories you're taking in, whether they're calling them points or sins or calories or whatever. It's all about reducing your caloric intake or your overall food intake. And in order to do that, one of the easiest ways to reduce your caloric intake is to reduce the amount of fat that you're eating because fat has gram for gram more calories than carbs or protein. So cutting fat cuts calories more easily. So most diets are based on a low fat approach. So most women that I work with have for years been eating low fat and in order to eat low fat you generally have to eat high carb because you can't cut out or reduce significantly reduce down more than one macronutrient. So when you've been living on a high carb low fat diet for a long time your body can find it difficult to become fat adapted or be metabolically flexible where it's able to switch from burning glucose or carbohydrates to burning fats. 
And it's really important for our overall health to be able to switch between these different fuel sources so that when there's a lack of fuel coming in through food, we can adapt and burn our body's stores of fuel, mainly fats, and vice versa. So it's really important for us to be able to switch between this and we lose this because of certain dietary patterns, but also because of other factors and we'll come on to those in a little bit. Exercise and physical activity are also really important. Regular workouts, especially cardiovascular and strength training, promote metabolic health and help to improve flexibility, as in metabolic flexibility, as well as physical flexibility. Plus, it's not just what we do, but also it's how we recover. And, you know, this is a big problem that we see for so many of the ladies that we work with. They're not allowing their bodies to recover properly from exercise. And that might be because they're doing too much or they're doing too intense exercise without adequate rest between workouts. Or it may be that they are not refueling their bodies properly. You know, in order to recover, we need we need fuel, we need protein, we need carbs, we need nutrients, and we need rest, and we need water, we might need electrolytes. So if we're not getting those things, we're not going to be recovering, and that's damaging for your body. When we are using our muscles and depleting our body's stores of glucose because we're working out, our body has to adapt, it has to get that fuel from somewhere, and you know, rather than building muscle and getting stronger, we can actually lose muscle and become weaker and also incur damage to our mitochondria. And I've, I mention mitochondria every now and then, but if you're new to this po- podcast, you might be wondering what on earth a mitochondria is. And the mitochondria are these little energy factories that are in pretty much every cell in your body and they're quite highly concentrated in muscle because we need a lot of energy in our muscles. So when we're losing muscle or we're not refueling and repairing muscle properly then our mitochondria can become damaged and that's a problem because it's the mitochondria that are responsible for fat burning and energy production. So if you feel like it takes you a while to recover from a workout, if you're feeling achy for days afterwards, then you probably need to do a better job on the refueling and resting after your workouts. So that's the exercise and physical activity side of things. Stress management and quality sleep are really, really important too. These go hand in hand with what we were just talking about because if we're highly stressed, if we're not sleeping properly, our exercise recovery suffers and our muscle repair suffers. And not only that, but stress and lack of sleep is very inflammatory to the body. So even if we're not working out and don't need to worry about exercise recovery, Lack of sleep and high stress is still going to be damaging to our mitochondria, disruptive to our hormones, and that is going to make our bodies much less flexible metabolically. Now, 
We've mentioned a few strategies there to enhance your metabolic flexibility, but let's delve a little bit deeper into some practical tips. When it comes to diet, it's essential to focus on nutrient-dense whole foods and balancing your carbohydrates and your fats and protein based on your individual needs can aid in achieving metabolic flexibility. In some cases, intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating can also be effective tools, but I add a caution there and I encourage you to go back and listen to my episode about fasting because there are a lot of caveats around fasting um, and not always the right approach, but it is a way of allowing your body to rest and recover so long as you are getting sufficient nutrition in otherwise. So what about exercise wise? Well, incorporating both cardio and strength training routines is essential. So cardiovascular training improves heart health and it enhances your body's ability to use different energy sources. And strength training, on the other hand, increases your muscle mass so long as you are refueling properly. And then that plays a vital role in your metabolic flexibility. And then we have lifestyle factors that also contribute significantly. As I hinted at earlier, managing stress through mindfulness practices and relaxation techniques can positively influence metabolic flexibility. And additionally, getting sufficient sleep is crucial as it really impacts your metabolic health. Now, one really big thing that I think is important is about varying your food intake, varying the amount of food you're having. You know, some days that might mean, and I don't encourage counting calories, but it's just one way of being able to get this point across. One day, maybe having 2000 calories, another day having 1500 calories, another day having 1700 calories. You don't need to be counting your calories to achieve that, but just varying your food intake according to your physical activity levels is helpful to keep your metabolism flexible. If we do the same thing day in, day out, if we eat the same things day in, day out at the same times, and there's no real fluctuation in our routines and what we eat, then there's no real challenge to the metabolism. So keeping things a little bit variable, it doesn't have to be anything major, but just varying the amount of food that you're having day to day and you know aligning that with the amount of activity you're doing so if you're doing more activity eat more um if you're more stressed eat more um and you know if you're having a very sedentary day eat less of course and just uh, having that flexibility there is going to help to translate into metabolic flexibility as well Now, one common myth is that you need to completely cut out carbohydrates in order to get into fat burning and to enhance metabolic flexibility. But in reality, our bodies need carbohydrates for energy, especially during high intensity activities. It's more about finding the right balance that suits your individual needs and activity level. Certainly, if we cut out carbs and go into kind of a ketogenic diet, then your body will have to get fat adapted, but it can take some time. But we don't necessarily need to go to that extreme in order to become fat adapted. As I say, it's more about balancing your macros, but also making your 
making sure you get a wide variety of nutrients as well, and particularly getting enough protein because the amino acid carnitine, which we get from animal protein, is essential for fat burning. So if we're not getting enough carnitine, then that can be something that can make it more difficult for you to get fat adapted and be metabolically flexible. And so if you're eating a vegan or vegetarian diet, you may not be getting enough carnitine in unless you are specifically making an effort to replace that. And I see a lot of women who switch to vegan or vegetarian diets and you know, suddenly finding it more difficult to lose weight. And there's lots of factors involved with that. You know, it's a huge change for the body, um, but lack of carnitine after a while could be a factor. Now, onto my readers or listeners question this week. And this is a question that actually inspired this episode. So it's on the same theme. So the question was, can you give us some tips for busy individuals who want to enhance their metabolic flexibility? So for busy people, focusing on incorporating short bursts of high intensity exercise like interval training is a really great idea because the it provides you with that cardiovascular exercise which we were talking about for helping your body to switch between different fuels and the short bursts fit into a busy life and it also means that you're not doing prolonged cardio which is something that can raise your cortisol levels which is not what we want when we are trying to balance hormones and lose weight so short bursts of higher intensity exercise tends to work a lot better um, for hormones and and metabolic flexibility anyway so it's a win-win because if you're busy then you don't need to be doing super long workouts Additionally, I would definitely be prioritizing sleep and stress management because if you're a very busy person, then that is going to be driving up your cortisol levels. Even if you're good busy, you know, you love your job and how you spend your day and you have a lovely time with your kids, even even if it's all lovely and good, being really busy is still something that can be quite stressful for your body and it can mean that you don't spend enough time in what we call rest and digest which is pretty much the opposite of fight or flight so just being busy in itself is something that requires you know some extra downtime if you can find the time for it of course but one of the best ways to do that is with really prioritizing your sleep and taking some steps to manage stress. And that doesn't have to take much time, the stress management side of things. You know, quick mindfulness exercises throughout the day can work wonders. A couple of minutes of deep belly breathing. Um, it could be a few minutes of reading something that isn't too too depressing. <laughs> I'm not talking about reading the news, but more reading something perhaps fictional. So just taking short moments to stop and breathe and just do something that is for your own enjoyment is a really great way to tap in to your rest and digest state. And when it comes to meals, just prepare simple nutrient dense dishes that are easy to grab on the go. So when you're busy, being organized is key and doing a little bit of food prep can ensure that 
you have healthy things ready to go as opposed to having to wing it every day or every night you know when you get home or when you the kids are finally gone to bed or whatever so being organized is key and planning ahead doing a bit of meal prep is going to be a great way to keep you a little bit more on track and ensuring you're getting those nutrients in Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to talk to me about anything that I've discussed in this episode, you can reach me on Facebook and Instagram by searching at Louise Digby Nutrition. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you click follow, please, and leave a review. And I'll see you next time. Thanks again. 